to The Bulwark Goes to Hollywood. This is Sunny Bunch, culture editor of The Bulwark. I'm very excited to be joined today by Harold Mintz, who is the president of CinemaScore. Now, uh, some of you folks won't know what CinemaScore is, but let me tell you, it's it's one of my favorite, it's 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 absolute, absolutely one of my favorite uh, uh, outfits out there in the in the world of cinema. CinemaScore, um, they, they poll people who go to the movies, so we get a good sense of what the actual movie-going audience is like, uh, and I'm very pleased to be joined today by Mr. Mintz, so we can talk a little bit about Cinema Scores past and present, and what they're looking to do in the future. Thanks for being on the show, Mr. Mintz. Oh, my pleasure. Glad to be here. Um, so, tell me a little bit about Cinema Score. My my understanding is your dad founded the company back in the late '70s, um, and uh, and what what was he trying to do? Well, you you've done your homework. Uh, <laughs> 1978, 79, whenever the movie The Cheap Detective came out. Uh, uh, my father was a big, big fan of Neil Simon, and mm -hmm. he wanted to go see the movie. He was really excited. Him and uh, another couple uh, got babysitters. They made a big evening out of it. They went to the movies, and they hated it. So the anger that came from my father, from you know, because he read these critic reviews, and the reviews all were really strong. And here, you know, they're young and they spend a lot of money to, to, you know, go out for the evening. And here they're disappointed. And he sat there and he thought about it and he said, gosh, I wish I didn't have to rely on a critic. I wish I could rely on all the other Neil Simon fans that might have saw this movie. And they probably would have said the movie is not that good. So he, that was the day that he came up with the idea of CinemaScore. Let's pull opening night audiences who pay money to see, uh, to, to see the movies that they want to see, and thus their opinions will be the word of mouth that will determine if this movie is good or not. And so back in 1979, he developed it and uh, had the results syndicated all over the country from various newspapers. And the goal was really to reach the consumer, to help consumers pick the right movies to see. Yeah, I mean, I, I I'm curious just what the actual mechanics of this looked like back in 1979. I mean, did he did he, did he, did he have guys with clipboards like outside of the movie theaters, just you know, saying, "Hey, can we get five minutes of your time to to folks who are coming out?" What did, what does the actual process of polling look like? Well, what uh, he did actually, his world, he was sitting in a Temple uh, one day, and they were doing pledge cards to you know raise money, and he looked at the pledge cards and he said, "Wow, this is so innovative. You could just tear." A perforated card, but instead of, you know, denominations of money, he says, I could do this for my surveys. So he came up with the concept of a, a, about a three by five index card of a couple questions on the ballot that would have why you attended, age, and a grade, A, B, C, D, F, and what you thought of the movie. And thus, you wouldn't need pens or pencils. You make the survey extremely easy for an eight-year-old or an 80-year-old. It wouldn't matter. So he developed the idea. He took uh, Westwood, California, um, the movie capital of the world at the time in the U.S., and said, let's pull every Friday night and Saturday night and get the results there and use those that one city to determine the quality of the film. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then uh, uh, did, uh, did he expand to more cities after that, or has it been uh, mostly Westwood, uh, well, he did Westwood. Since, since the beginning? It was Westwood from like 1979. Oh, I don't know how many years. Maybe maybe 10 years. It was solely Westwood, and then mm -hmm. all of and then it started to branch out uh, to other cities, and to the point now where 
we're in 35 different markets. Uh, but yeah, the original concept was just Westwood. And it was interesting because back then I used to be the person, one of the pollers. I'd go mm -hmm. out on the street and, you know, pulling out a theater that had, you know, 1500 seats. It was so easy to get the results of a movie. You'd have a sellout and you can get the results in one showing like it's nothing. Sure. Now you, sure. you release a movie in three, 4,000 screens and everything's diversified and it's not nearly as easy. You got to pull in six, seven, eight cities to, to get your results. Yeah, no, that makes, that makes sense. Uh, so the, the, um, I, I love the genesis of this, this, this whole business, this whole company, because it's, it's basically your dad being like, I'm mad. I'm, I'm annoyed. <laughs> I'm an, I want, I want something that's better for the people, for people like me, you know, who are, who are out there and, and trying to make a, uh, make a good choice with the, with their dollars. I mean, this is a key thing that I, I I think a lot of people don't appreciate about movie polling in general. Is if you look at you know IMDb user scores, right? There's no way to tell if somebody's actually paid to see a movie, right? Um, and if you look at if you look at the Rotten Tomatoes user score, they have the verified setting now, but it's still kind of it's still kind of dicey. But what I love about cinema scores, it's it they're polling people who want to go to the movies. They're polling people who want these movies to be good, um, and that is that is why the information is so valuable. And and the, what's interesting also is by with your opening night audiences, like you just said, the the grades will tend to be higher because you have the most enthusiastic people there opening night. So the algorithm of the cinema score grade is very unique in that you might think, oh, if it got a B, it's good. It's like school. But no, the cinema score grade is not the school algorithm. Uh, it has to be, there has to be a curve due to the fact that opening night audiences are the most enthusiastic. So that's the, the education people need to know when they know CinemaScore, mm -hmm. and they know quickly. It doesn't take long. If you read our social media pages, people pick up on that really quickly, that if a movie gets a B, uh, that's starting to be trouble. Yeah. I, do you, have you in your years, I, I, I will say that I, through the years, have noticed that certain genres tend to get graded a little tougher than others. I think horror fans tend to be a little tougher on horror movies than rom-com fans do, tend to be on rom-coms. Like, have you, have you noticed that in your, in your experience? And, and what would you, what would you say, like, the average, let's, I'll, I'll just run through the genres after we talk about this a little bit. You can let me know what you think each one uh, what each one's audience is, if they're tougher or not as tough. Well, I mean, you know, you gave an example of horror films so off the top of my head. You know, that is so true. The grades on horror films are, are, are much lower. Uh, when you get a B-plus horror film and it opens up to some reasonably good box office numbers, it is going to play like maybe, like you said, uh, another genre that might get an A. I mean, another mm -hmm. genre like your romantic comedies. Those... Uh, Horror films, and there's not that many of them. I, you know, I mean, a movie like Get Out, for instance, which got an A minus, I believe, mm -hmm. um, played tremendously. You know, it's 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 multiple of uh, when I say a multiple, a movie opens to 20 million, a three multiple ends at 60 million. Well, a multiple for horror films tend to be a lot lower than uh, than other genres because the grades aren't as good. Word of mouth spreads, and, and that's that's true. Uh, you're, if you ask me about action films and, and, and romantic comedies, I don't know off the top of my head the difference. I do studies with that. They they are better, but you know, outside of the horror genre, I don't think there's a significant difference. It starts to get A's or A's, B's or B's. But mm -hmm. uh, the horror genre, anything below, anything a, a B or higher is is considered very good. Yeah, very good. yeah. I mean. 
Yeah, and uh, let's let's talk a little bit about the multiples because I mean you can you can I I I I mean look I've been looking at box office data for twenty years now and I I feel like you can get a pretty good sense of how well a movie is going to do uh, after that first weekend's box office and the. Uh, the you know nowadays you can look at the Saturday the Friday to Saturday drop off whatever but like um, you know it, usually it used to be the you know first to second weekend drop off plus the cinema score I mean the cinema score if it's got an A it's gonna have legs it's gonna have a multiple of you know between three and four probably right well uh, you, you what... know that's changed you know years ago um, when you know used to be it used to be an a plus film would be obviously the best would do like a 4.5 multiple on an average a's would do like a 3.7 a minuses which is an a minus is very deceptive a lot of people think oh, a minus is not as good as an a a minus would do like a 3.5 multiple which mm -hmm. is very close to the a uh then that then it drops a b plus might be like 3.1 uh, it has changed throughout the last few years because uh, movies tend to do the bulk of their openings early and then it falls off a little faster. I mean, think about like a, a big film like Avengers or whatever. It, that movie might open a, some ungodly number starting on Thursday night. And then the drop off, the max those usually do is 2.8 multiples, even if it gets right. an A. You know, it just can't do right. any more business. There's not enough people in the universe. Right, <laughs> right. Uh, I, well, this is this is an interesting question, though. I mean, is this uh, how have you seen the actual business of movie attendance change in the last, you know, several decades here? I mean, when you when when the company starts in 1979, this is post, you know, Jaws and Star Wars, of course. So blockbusters are a thing. Um, and and it is it is you know, it is a, it, it's a, it's already changing, but I mean, the, the universe today of opening in 4,000 screens versus opening in a, in a handful of screens is so different. It really is. And, and I think that, you know, and it's another subject altogether. I think because of that, the windows of exhibition going to streaming or, or, you know, need to be shortened because with these wide, wide openings, people are able to see the movie so much quicker. And mm -hmm. by three, four, five weeks into a theater's play, most movies are starting to die out. So even if they're good, it doesn't really matter anymore. They're starting to die out in the old window of 90 days before they could release it, you know, to this next window. It seems very outdated. Um, you know, and, and so, you know, I, I think that is probably the biggest change I've seen in the last decade. Mm hmm. Yeah. I mean, it is. It, it, that's an interesting way to put it. The the ease of access to movies is so much higher now that, you know, you don't necessarily need to have something in theaters for seven or eight weeks to make sure everybody gets a chance to see it. Um, I uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about cinema scores hopes to get into grading uh, streaming movies and, and VOD movies. Um, you know, that this is something that I saw. I, I saw you talking a little bit about with Business Insider. What how would that actually work? I mean, it would be so different well, um, from, from what you do now. Yeah, you know, that that was, you know, in that article, uh, he asked me, would I be interested in doing something in, in, in that vein? I would, so long as it's something that the studios would want. Um, mm -hmm. You know, studios pretty much, as long as they're releasing films theatrically, they're getting what they want out of cinema score, okay? Because they get the data they get and the theater. Now, when you're talking about other types of information on TV, uh, that that is something that um, 
obviously, you know, in the future, if there's some uh, use where CinemaScore can branch out and be able to get their na our name out as a brand more than just the theater, obviously that would be advantageous. Very difficult. I mean, CinemaScore has been a B2B company for mostly its entire existence. Although, as I mentioned to you, the theory behind the start of CinemaScore was to help the consumer. Mm -hmm. But, the, you know, monetizing with the consumer was not an easy thing. And right. what we found out, it was the industry that was very interested in CinemaScore's data. So as time went by, uh, I personally have thought in the last five years, I'd like to get both back into with the consumer. So when the consumer sees the name CinemaScore, it knows exactly what it is. And that's mm -hmm. why streaming is so interesting to me. Uh, how it's done and where we go from here with with uh, the pandemic, I have no idea, but I'm very open to it, and I'm sure all the studios are inter would be interested as well. Yeah, I mean, you you mentioned having data and and the importance of data, and and specifically audiences having data because audiences really have very little data about how a movie, uh, what how a movie should play for them, right? Unless they have a critic who they personally trust or or you know good word of mouth or whatever it, it the the there is there's very little actual general data out there it's it's hard it's hard for a consumer to 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 know what other consumers like um the it's very opaque well rotten tomatoes was the company that started the, the their concept was uh getting critics opinions and what happened is their scores tended to be much lower than, say, cinema scores scores because we're polling opening night moviegoers who want to be there, and they're polling a lot of critics who just, you know, are giving a score that is not pretty much acceptable to the industry. Uh, studios, I know, w were not fond of those Rotten Tomatoes scores in those early days because those scores getting out two days before an opening definitely started to affect the opening numbers. Um, so... Rotten Tomatoes had to change their algorithm to incorporate audience response in some format mm -hmm. to make their numbers a little bit more receptive. So the elephant was already created by the studios back in the day when when they were just doing critics. So Rotten Tomatoes is out there as a source for the public to get some kind of idea if the film is good or not based on their audience scores. Why CinemaScore is not that name uh, is... It, Makes it difficult for me. I'll be honest with you because <laughs> yeah. I know I know the credibility of our company is 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 very very strong. I have talked to many of the studios and said, "Look, I need your assistance. I need your help to make sure get our name out there to put more people in the seats. It's good for both of us." Studios are working with me now with that, and right right before the pandemic, it, we were starting to get on all the national ads, and which was going to help the public see. Uh, you use the device of CinemaScore and then the pandemic and we right. stopped and we've kind of like very frustrating for me because I really do want to get to the, the consumer so they can make proper choices to what, what to see. Yeah. I, so let's talk a little bit about life during the pandemic. I mean, I, I this is this is something that I've been asking all the guests on my show and everybody has different answers because everybody is hurt in different ways mm -hmm. by by the pandemic. But I mean, you you in particular, I mean, look, the 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 whole cinema score uh, methodology of going and seeing uh, or going and talking to people who see movies on the opening weekend, people who want to be there, people who are excited to see the picture. It's hard to do that now. Right. Do you think? Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, 
we have a tremendous amount of, well, fantastic polling teams all over the country. And it was interesting when this all hit, we didn't know whether or not they would be able to poll again. You know, a lot of our polling teams are older and reasonably concerned what was going on. And we thought this could be present a real problem for us. Um, However, every one of our polling teams, I shouldn't say everyone, that's not true. There were a few, but most of them did not want to opt out. They love to do the CinemaScore weekly research. All we needed was studios to release movies. Um, Mm -hmm. A lot of the smaller studios were still releasing some movies during the pandemic, which uh, very challenging, um, but we were able to be out there on the front lines to make sure that we got pulled, uh, the movies got pulled. Exhibitors at first were a little weary. They didn't really want anybody else in the buildings at first because obviously safety, but we have been around a long time and we, you know, we did a lot of talking with these companies and we tried to see you know, under the right, you know, following the right protocols, if they would give us the opportunity to stay inside the theaters, in which they did. Um, but as you said, because of the lack of product, it's hard to stay active when you're releasing one movie every two months, you know. Right. Um, so it has been a little challenging, maybe not for the pollsters, because the pollsters, this is not their full-time job. They, they work, you know, occasional weekends. But for the, you know, the main people in the company who, who, you know, for me, I used to see 120 movies a year and to go zero movies a year. It's really it it is it has put me in another frame of mind that I am not used to. Uh, And there are other people in the company as well that have the same issues. But I truly believe or hope that by summer uh, we'll start seeing a more consistent flow of the product again and be able to get back out there on a consistent basis. Yeah, hopefully, fingers crossed. I mean, I, I'm I'm in the same boat. You know, I I used to go to the theater three times a week, um, and obviously not not so much uh, anymore at the moment. I, I did. I want to talk a little bit about the the business of Cinema Score because I've always found this kind of interesting. It's a thing I know the least about, um, and so I'm not going to ask for any specifics or anything. But I my my the way my understanding of, of the way it works is you pull every movie that opens on more than 1,500 screens. Good is job. That, good is, homework. Is that right? Very okay. good. Okay. Uh, but but then you you do you also pull other smaller movies, but the the studios pay for it. Or I, I'm just curious how that works. Yeah, if it's a smaller film, we won't go. We won't be going out there unless the studio wants to contract us. And 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 then if if the studio at that point it's the studio's possession of the material, the results. If they want to go out and publish the results or not publish the results, it's up to them. Uh, if the movie opens, obviously, in over 1,500 screens, it is going to be out there, okay? There is mm-hmm. no stopping it, and believe me, there's been studios that have tried to tell me, to, can you hold off on releasing these data uh, when mm-hmm. the scores aren't to their likings? But we, mm-hmm. you know, we, we release them. Um, sometimes uh, it's a little scary, but we do anyway. <laughs> uh, but yes, the little studio, if it's under 1,500 screens, it's just a little bit of a, a, a little... A little different. The smaller studios have to contract us to have that done. Okay. So uh, talk to me. Talk to me about the the studio hesitation because you've piqued you've piqued my interest uh, about the the studios who don't you know you don't have don't use names. I don't want to get you in, in trouble with anyone, but I am curious what the, what those conversations are like because look, uh, no studio wants to wants to have bad you know bad numbers out there they're they're all terrified look in the first couple decades of cinema score if there was a bad grade out there it was challenged period it's like the lines i would 
what we would hear, would be like, oh, we've gotten results that our scores are a lot higher. There's something wrong. Where did you pull this movie? Uh, you know, mm -hmm. obviously this data is, is inaccurate. Uh, you were either, you know, did, you know, and after a while, uh, and that was very frustrating for a while. But, uh, you know, when you're around four, four decades, eventually um, that's not asked anymore. And on top of it, I think the data is kind of out there in different sources. And, you know, it might not be an ABCDF, but it might be a star system or a number system. And I think I think everybody pretty much knows what it is. Now the biggest concern is probably because CinemaScore's brand is a brand, having the grade out there now represents a different, uh, you know, feeling. It's, it, people are concerned now. And, you know, if a movie gets an A, it's fantastic and people want to brag about it and they want to go out and as they should. I mean, it's it's the way to make more money on their films. Um, if it gets a bad grade, I don't nowadays I don't get too much of I don't believe your grade is right. What I get is it got a B plus. Uh, gosh, maybe maybe if we pulled it again, could it get an A minus, you know, things like that, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. Um but, you know, we've 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 stayed strong on every polling we've done. And I think today there is not I have not come across anybody that has challenged the grade uh, as, as being fictitious. You know, they all yeah. trust it. They all understand. Um, we are just the messengers. Right, 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 right. And they all have their own. They all know. They all know what their movies are are going to do with people. Come on. Yeah, that's no, the thing. They no know. Pulling. They know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I can, there's been some, there's been some times though, where, you know, uh, that there's, yeah, there's been some times where I was a little surprised at that. It's like, you're really, really working hard on me on this. And you know, you know, the grade's not good. Okay. Yeah. But what do you, you know, I used to think that I talked to people and I used to think that maybe they were trying to, work me a little bit to say, Hey, you know, you know, be your friend and make sure the grade gets through a little higher. But, you know, I mean, you know, I, I'm a little tongue in cheek, but I believe that was out there at some times, but, uh, no, pretty yeah. much everybody, everybody knows today if it's good or not, like you just said. They know. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, you know, I, are, are there ever any instances when you personally look at the scores come in and you're like, whoa, what is, what, what are the people, I, this is so much better or so much worse than I thought. Like, I mean, I, like, I'm, I'm curious, like you, you're, you're a pretty rabid movie goer. You, you go to see things and you, you have all this data. Are you ever shocked by some of the stuff that does well or doesn't do as well? That is a funny question. Um, I, I've got a buddy and uh, he calls me every once in a while and he says, Harold, what did you think of this movie? It's out right now. And I'll say, uh, you know, it, it, it got an A minus. You got to see it. He goes, Harold, I don't care what the public thought. I want to know what you thought. And I said, no, you don't understand. If you're interested in this movie, my opinion means nothing. I don't care if you mm -hmm. think I'm the greatest uh, piece of advice there is. I got, I got, I got a thousand people that saw this movie on opening night that I think you'd value their opinions a lot more. And I came with a theory that no matter what the grade is, I don't judge, you know, yes, I see the movie. I can tell every once in a while, this movie's atrocious. How did this movie get an A? Yeah, there's obviously some, but typically mm -hmm. I might see a movie where a genre doesn't really appeal to me and I can't be the judge if it's good or not. I can't tell you there are times I walked out going, God, that looked pretty good. And then I see the grade is bad and I just chalk it off to, well, this is not my genre. So what do I know? Mm -hmm. I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. 
No, I I mean this is this is totally true though because not uh, all movies are not made for all people. Like uh, movies are movies are made for different different kinds of people are going to like different kinds of movies. So there's there 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 isn't there isn't any use in having one person say unless that person is Roger Ebert who sees every movie, right? Uh you know that but but, uh, but there's no real there's no real use in having one person who sees everything weigh in on all of them. Um I I have uh, I I I want to I want to ask a question. This is more of a theory. This is more of a comment than a question. I'm curious to get your your take on this. So when when a movie gets an F from CinemaScore, it's very it's pretty rare. Doesn't happen that often. My my question for you is: Do you think that is a reflection of the movie itself or the advertising campaign that was crafted around it? Because I usually find that when a movie gets an F, it's because people were expecting a different kind of movie. There's no doubt that that's a factor. Um, a movie, you know, might be marketed to make money and that's more important than the grade. Uh, mm-hmm. but then again, if it gets an F some, I got some studios that are excited that they can promote the F if the controversy mm-hmm. gets them a little even more. Um, but let's, 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 you know, um, be realistic. If the movie got marketed to the perfect audience, it's not getting an A. We're not going mm-hmm. from an F to an A. You might be going from an F to a C. Okay, which mm-hmm. in CinemaScore's terms is still bad to bad. It doesn't really matter. Right. So when people, you know, but you have to respect the fact it's worth getting an F if I'm in, in the business, if it means I might make 10 more million opening weekend. True? Yeah. False? What do you know what I mean? Yeah, sure, sure. No, that definitely, I mean, that makes sense if you can go to people and say, this is, you know, this is one of the rare, one of the rare Fs from CinemaScore. We actually, the last place... I worked, we had a running column a guy did was just going through all of the Fs and talking about, you know, the movie that itself and, and, and how it was marketed and all that. And I, I always enjoyed that feature um, because it's 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 rare. I mean, you, you don't see you don't see big studio movies put out real true dogs. Well, it's hard, think uh, about it. You have, that you have all these people going opening night that want to be there. Believe me, right. there's enough A's that are going to pop in from these opening night. You can't get Fs. It's so hard to get an F. I mean, uh of course, it's about as hard to get an F as it is to get an A plus. Yeah, it's not that easy to yeah. get an A plus either. So you know, it's both ways. I think yeah. both averaged about two a year for many, 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 many years. Yeah, that sounds about right. That's that's that seems about right. Um, I uh, I don't know. I don't I don't have a ton ton else to ask. I like this is uh, this is pretty much everything I wanted to ask. I, I always like to close. Uh, the podcast by asking my guest if there's anything I should have asked, if there's anything wow. that I, I have failed to ask, if there's anything that uh, you think the the audience should know about CinemaScore or movie going in general that, uh, that, that, that hasn't come up yet so far. Well, CinemaScore, I mean, I would like everybody, what I, my, when I envision CinemaScore is someone, when people see an, an A, whether it's on TV or, or hear it on radio, I don't want them just to think an A. I want them to think it's a CinemaScore A. So when they can register, if you know it's a cinema score A, then you know the movie is good. Uh, that is that is really what I want people to know, you know. And the only way I can get people to know that is they got to know our company, they got to know the brand, it's got to get into their into their world like Rotten Tomatoes is in their world. Because uh, right mm-hmm. now they look at Rotten Tomatoes and they see a score of seventy two or whatever, and they don't know what it means. They have no clue. Yeah. And, you know, there's got to be some kind of factor that says, well, if it's over 69, then it's good and uh, it, it's fresh and you know, otherwise it's not. But, no, if you look at a cinema score A, you know immediately, I don't need to know anymore. This is this is great. 
you know, not, we've got plenty of celebrities that love to, you know, uh, boast their grades. And, you know, and I wish I got more celebrities to boast their grades. And it always, it always floors me when I see, like, I seen Robert Downey Jr. on the People's Choice Awards talking about cinema score. I, you know, uh, Dwayne Johnson on every one of his scores. It, this mm-hmm. mentions it. You know, if I, I wish I had every star that would go out there and say when they get a, an A cinema score that they promote that A cinema score because it only will do this country good for seeing movies if they know what their peers who see their movie on opening night think. And that's my biggest yeah. sell. What do you th- do you think that uh I, now I now I have a follow up. Do you think that the um the the bigger stars, the kind of more savvy PR people, your guys like Dwayne Johnson and Robert Downey Jr., who like are really in tune with what audiences are looking for and 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 really play up the kind of fan friendly persona. Do you think that they uh, they are they are more aware and more willing to to uh, you know promote promote the cinema score scores, assuming they're good. Of course, nobody wants to. They, they uh, you these know. are these these stars from uh, from when I talk to them, when I've talked to some of them. They are so much into the fans. It means everything to them. Um, they're all about the fans. And anything that they can promote that is their fans, I mean, it means everything to them. Um, you know, I just hope that when they – and they do a great job. They mention cinema score. They don't just say, oh, you fans love the movie. They say, you, you, you cinema score fans love the movie. And that helps them. That helps us. But, yes, there is no doubt – that celebrities, you know, really care about what fans think. That is, well, I shouldn't say everybody, but the ones that I have come across have definitely made it very clear that they care what the fans think. It, it, you know, every once in a while when I see a celebrity and I introduce myself and I'll ask them, have you ever heard a cinema score? Every single one says yes. Now, I don't know if they're being honest with me, <laughs> but they always yeah. say yes to me. And I always get a big smile, but then I think to myself, well, then when you get an A Cinema score, promote it. It'll do everybody good. Yeah, yeah. Thank you very much for joining me, uh, Harold hey. Benz, president of Cinema Score. Really appreciate having you on. Uh, and like you said, hope we can get back into the theaters soon. Absolutely. Drive, going crazy. Absolutely. In my house. Sonny, I had a great time. Thank you so much. We could Absolutely. We'll do this again. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, we will be back next week uh, with another episode of The Bulwark Goes to Hollywood. See you guys then. Mm-hmm.